This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values. And a new experience. You look disturbed, Wayne. We... Uh, this isn't what I was expecting. Who's <laughs> uh, on the line, sorry? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter based in uh, America, and can I sing you a song to say uh, hello? Sh- sh- sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so. <laughs> I think we might have told the wrong person up, but yeah, yeah, cool, go. <laughs> this has never happened before. Well, I'm bumping in this JCB. I'm five years old and my dad's a giant sitting beside me. And the engine rattles my bum like berserk. Well, we're singing, don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. And my dad's probably had a bloody hard day. But he's being good fun and bubbling and joking away. And the procession of cars stuck behind. They're getting all impatient and angry, but we don't mind. And we're holding up the bypass. Whoa. Me and my dad having a top laugh. Whoa. And I'm sitting on the toolbox, whoa, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss, so glad I'm not in school, I said I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke on five and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round and we're holding up the bypass Me and my dad having a talk life and I'm sitting on the toolbox. Oh, and I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. So glad I'm not in school. I said I'm Luke on five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke on five, and my dad's Bruce Lee drives me round in his JCB. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. Each week we have different sections on the podcast, that is what we do. We have different sections, we make this entertaining. We have our first section which is the head-to-head meeting. Head-to-head! Neil Wayne and I, we bring a song uh, that has been sent to us via email. It could have been sent last week, weeks ago, months ago, sometimes months ago. And then we talk about them and, yeah. Analyse them. Analyse them. And then at the end, our special guest will decide which is his favourite song. And who is our special guest this week? Our special guest I will introduce in a minute. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Then we'll move on to our hidden masterpiece. (laughs) Hidden masterpiece. The hidden 
Masterpiece. They hear the Masterpiece is a piece of music but that is by a famous artist, but is a lesser known piece of work. So maybe a B-side or a album track. Our special guest Luke Concannon is bringing that this week. And also we move on to our next section, which is the... Forgotten Classic. The Forgotten Classic is a banger from back in the day, an absolute banger. Everybody remembers, but you don't hear anymore on the radio. Fantastic piece of music that you just don't hear. For example, Enigma with their song with that American engine. Remember that one? Aye, 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 aye. Return to Innocence. There you go. That one is a forgotten classic, in my opinion. Anyway, Probably, so yeah. yeah, that will be also be ruled by our special guest host, Luke Concannon. Then we'll move on to the Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge Mode Go! Each week, we are challenged to bring a genre, a piece of music from a genre. Neil was challenged with grunge by guest uh, Bethany Rose, was it? Hardly yeah. a challenge for me, really. So, yeah, it brought, uh, it's brought some grunge, and we'll find out about that later. Then we have our artist spotlight, which is all about our artist, and our artist this week is Luke Concannon. Hello, Luke, how are you? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I am excited, and <laughs> I'm actually really, I'm, I'm really thrilled to hear some proper West Midland accents. I know I've not got a proper West Midland <laughs> accent because I'm from, I'm from Royal. Royal Levington Spa. You sound it's quite nice posh. because I'm based. Oh, I, know, I, know, I know, but uh, but yeah, um, but I live in Boston now, so that is a long way away, and so it's nice to yeah, it's 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 good to be on the show, and I am um, I'm really feeling this thing about shining a light on lesser known art because there's so much good stuff, and there is. Um, I was yeah, I was really enjoying some of the stuff you sent me for this week. Cool. We'll be, we'll be... Can't wait to see see what you have to say about them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have with us as always in the studio. We have Wayne. Hello, Wayne. I'm how not, are, how are you? I'm not crying. Hello, everybody. I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're a bit of a fan of um, of Luke's work, aren't you? I am, mate. Yes, I am. <laughs> so yes, and also we have Neil. Yes, Neil? yes. I um, I couldn't make it last week for various reasons, but uh, I have returned. He has returned, and I'm here so, to stay. Cool. So yeah, there we go. Then we've introduced the show. We've introduced the the peoples. So we'll move on to our. Oh no, we'll move on to the news. Section. News, 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 news. What yeah, news, news have we got? This is the YHHTNPC News, brought to you by Wayne Saunders. We've been sent whiskey from a distillery. That's good news. That's good news. Pass me the whiskey, someone. <laughs> can you send? Can you send some of that over? We've only got six centilitres. Do you not get good? Do you not get good whiskey? Do you know? I bet you don't get very much whiskey in. Um, it's all it's all bourbon, isn't it, in America? Do you know what? I had some rye whiskey. That's actually pretty good. I tried. They, to, it was a pig. We saw pig or something like that, and it was really nice. They're getting into it now, you know. Like you know how American beer used to be really, really bad. Yeah. At, like Coors Light and all that, and now you know, with all the microbreweries and that, they they're getting. Really tasty. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the same with whiskey. Doing the same with whiskey. Enthusiast, and uh, yeah, there seems to be a lot of American breweries bringing up now. In fact, you've even got a Trappist brewery in America now. The monks. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a monastery in Chicago apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's officially a Trappist Bruce Trappist beer. All right. Who knew? So yes, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a you know I'll go say thank you to the Aran Whiskey Distillery in Scotland for sending this this whiskey. It's uh, a ten year old non chill filled 
malted natural colour bottled at 46% whiskey. I am reading from the card. That's what I'm doing. Nice. It's uh, It says got the no. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. While Rich tries it, you can find more about the Aaron Whiskey Distillery at www.aaronwhiskey.com and at the handle at Aaron Whiskey. They are from. Oh, this is distilled. Scotland. At, yeah, this is distilled and manufactured at Locaranza. So yes, thank you, Aaron or Aaron. Let's Go on, then. So g- g- it's, give me the it's, it's, give me the right. Smooth. It's very smooth. It's very very full bodied. Uh, I'm yeah. getting those citrus notes. The citrus notes they promised. Citrus notes they promised. A bit of a bit of licorice yeah. in there. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I've got the licorice. Yeah. So if anybody else wants to send whiskey, feel free. I love getting pissed on the podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't like getting pissed on the podcast. I haven't got an edit this one, so I don't care. <laughs> he just re-edited my edit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so thank you to the Aaron Distillery. Have you it's, got any more news? It's a gorgeous bottle as well. It is a nice bottle, it yeah. Is. We have. We went, to, we, we went to a gig last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. We were invited to the EP launch of Titans of Doom. You may uh, you may remember them from a couple of shows ago uh, with their, their, their song Extra Extra. I happen to know at least one of the band personally. And um, yeah, we, 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 we had a great time at the gig, weren't we? What was, what was that song they finished with that you bummed off, Wayne? It's Sleep Now in the Fire. Oh, by yeah, Redskins yeah. Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. cover of that. Yeah, so that was a good time. Well, is uh, we're going to play the chat that we had with these guys now. Have a listen to this and uh, see you after that. Uh, right, so we're at the Acquisition Bishop. Uh, we're here for the Titans of Doom launch of their EP Versus. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And the Titans of Doom are? Coisonous. Rusty Nails. And Lucky. Very good. So, uh, Tell us all about yourselves, guys. How did you start? Where, where did it all come from and all the rest of it? Uh, so, in set, I don't know, I suppose the style of the music, there's kind of three sort of broad elements with us. There's the hip-hop comes from the MC, the drum and bass comes from me, that's kind of my uh, niche of music. And then we've got Lucky with the sort of metal. I think all three of us probably have a common strand running of probably sort of new metal, uh, although it's a bit of a dirty word sometimes. It's kind of, uh, I think it's what we all uh, all grew up on, and I, I think that kind of comes through in, 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 in the music club. There's fucking nothing wrong with new metal. No, that's <laughs> it. We was in the car on the way here, and we was trying to, but you know, you, you compare amongst other bands, don't you? and the amount of bands we came out with, we had Pendulum, Prodigy, we had the... Uh, Corn, what was it? Corn, corn, corn machine, Slipknot, uh, yeah, yeah Koshin, yeah, <laughs> just loads of people. So especially, uh, especially on um, Prometheus and on. Uh, come to me in a second. I know it will. On the new, on the new EP. On the new EP. At the mercy. To oh. kill trade. Kill trade. Kill trade yeah. um, I was picking up some early Slipknot, some really early Slipknot in the background um, that you're putting in with. Um, yeah, I mean Slipknot are a massive influence. To be fair, we don't sound like Slipknot, we don't scream or anything, but yeah, they are. I think they're a huge influence yeah, on all three of us. To be honest, we've all kind of grown yeah, up with, and uh, yeah, so that era, the, maybe not necessarily new metal for them, but sort mm. of that new metal era, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, it's sort of in the background. It's the, it's the, you know. Uh, the, the thing that popped into my head was, um, you know, the bit in uh, the whole, I think the whole thing is sick. It's something in the, yeah. the, the, the cadence of the way it's done in in those songs. Uh, but yeah, it comes across really, it's cracking in people, it's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're, we're really pleased. It's like third, third EP in three years. We've been together since 2017. We did Revolution in 2017, Chrysalis in 2018, and uh, Versus now in 2019. And uh, kind of, we're flying through them really. We wrote sort of quite 
pull it quickly. Um, and yes, yeah, so we're really pleased with this one. It kind of flows from start to finish. We've got little samples kind of punctuating each of the tracks and uh, building them up. And yeah, just like we're really happy with it. Yeah, I um, picked up on the. I listened to all three of the EPs. You can see the progression and the growth of, of the yeah. band and the way that you're recording as well because your voice changes. Uh, Coisonous, is it? Coisonous. Um, all the way through, you know, from the first EP, the way it's recorded to the last EP, you know, you can see where... Evolution. Uh, evolution. Evolution, yeah. And I had a point and it's gone. This is always, <laughs> always the way. I think one of the things, we've, we've got better writing though, because the first EP, we just like, threw everything that and just like, banged something out really just to get something done. Um, but on the second and third, we're kind of, finding our spaces a little bit more so the bass will sit really heavy and really low and the guitar will sit at the kind of higher end and sort of on the on the frequency like the, the EQ sort of spectrum we're finding little pockets where every, everything lives and that's why the productions are, sound a lot better now as, as they go on I was talking to Coisonous earlier and I sort of compared to you guys to um, a sort of new metal punk band in, in yeah. your in your ethos, you know yeah, the, the yeah, way yeah. you're talking about. Uh, I was going to use that word, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drinking, so I'm quicker on the draw, and I'm holding the mic. That's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely like a punk band because like, the whole spirit of punk was do it yourself, fuck the labels, fucking don't worry about anyone else giving it to you, just kind of crack on. You know, we we write everything ourselves we record at mothers in digbeth but we record the vocals and the guitar up there and that's it how is mothers nowadays mothers is fucking flying these yeah. days to be fair it's a long it's a long way since taff was sat in like a, a boat just like with a fucking crate the first time i went to mothers when i was about 16 so only about three years ago or so exactly yeah. obviously yeah. um I walked in and Taff was sat in this canoe with uh, a like, fucking canoe. He was sat. He was sat in a canoe with like cans of Carlin just kind of dotted around him everywhere. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" No. So, so my experience in Mothers was we went in, we were in this really damp. This should not be a rehearsal room. The power went off twice, and the second time he came in with a uh, wrench and a can of super tenants and just beat the uh, the power till it. Oh. Yeah, so we've had to change location because the security guard just bashed uh, bashed Lockie's back in. <laughs> exactly, so, yeah. If I'm less energetic on stage, then I'll be <laughs> So uh, yeah, we just had his, his back caved in, and we've actually found a green room. Who knew? Hey. Actually, it's a bishop. We've got a green room with leather chairs and everything, so it's a bit more civilized up here now. So where were we? We were talking about this mothers. room. Seen so much sex. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. We were, Definitely we were talking has. About, uh, yeah, but but stale sex. Holy <laughs> stale. Sex. Sorry. Yeah. Um, which wow. are a connoisseur. What is stale sex? I'm confused. Well, it's not very fresh. It's not, <laughs> it's not just happened. It's, it's been many. It's been she many, hasn't many had a wash. Months wow. after the, the car booted. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation took a turn. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about mothers and the pet and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we were saying like, yeah, so bring it back round, fucking old boys. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So. Yeah, so punk band lot because to say apart from recording the guitar and the vocals at Mothers yeah. because we don't have anywhere to do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, everything else is done by us. We kind of we write, we we all uh, arrange the tracks, we um, mix them, we master them. Um, they always go. Can you turn the guitar up a bit more? Can you turn the vocals up a bit more? That's like basically what happens every time I send a new track over. But it works to be fair. Kind of we just send stuff around each other. Um, 
and you know we just end up with something that we like and that's, it, it is a punk sort of sort yeah. of ethos just you know do do it yourselves and it seems to be working so far to be fair well, I found that um, you've got with punk generally when you take it back to its roots and what it's become it's very serious but when I looked at the EP I'm not sure about the, the song so much because I, I haven't really took much notice of the lyrics sorry I, I shall but um, <laughs> Your EPK has elements of comedy in it. Um, it's like I've done the comedy circuit a few times, and it's like that, when that you surprises me. when you mention the, <laughs> when you mention like uh, oh, you know they're probably not going to like me because I'm brown and because of this and because that and the other. And it's just something that typically comes up in comedy. So, and I thought that was good because you know with, with punk it can get a bit stale and a bit, a bit too serious, but the fact that you Adding a bit of comedy in there, mate. Not what that, it's lightening. Is the the right way to say it? It's you don't want to lighten yeah. up punk, do you? Actually, it's you've got a serious message. It's but making it accessible. That's what making it, yeah. Would you say you use comedy there, in there your is, music? I think. I think with the kind of things that we we talk about, the kind of lyrics that are that are right, and the kind of topics that we're going to cover, it's very easy to go down a very very dark hole every single time. And I was speaking to oh that bass man. Um, I was speaking to uh, yeah. No, it will. Um, it's not like you can shut the door either. It's coming through the floor. I was speaking to um, a friend of ours who's come tonight actually. Um, was it the chap who was half come with her speaking to you? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Just a, a friend of ours actually, a, a mutual friend. That we know. So that's Kurt, the only uh, person I've seen speaking to. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to him. He's a nice chap. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about. Um, having a level of irony within what what we speak about because um, it does make it accessible. People, I think, take on a certain level of, uh, uh, well, an idea if there's a bit of humour behind it because at the end of the day, if you just slice a bit of humour into something, not necessarily that I'm going to write a stand-up routine, but there's certain things that you say that most people don't really want to hear until they hear them. They're thinking, okay, actually, he said it in a weird way or he said it in a funny way or ironic way. But there is something behind this. There's um, absolute truth in it. On, on yeah. the EPK, when we're talking about, like, um, you're not going to lock our band because our lead singer's brown and got a beard, there are some real people that genuinely won't lock our band because our singer's <laughs> our vocalist yeah. has got brown and got a beard. You do really well. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. You know, and, and there, there, you. there is kind of seriousness to that, that, that racism is kind of quite prevalent, and, you know, one of the tracks on on the new EP March of the Ignorant is sort of about the EDL and, and those sort of people and, you know you know so that it tackles those things but it does it in a way that well I don't know what does it do yeah ironic sort of parody yeah. almost kind well, of way just shining a light on those yeah. people and uh, you know because ultimately for me what, what that track represents is just a group of individuals that are so needy for attention they have no le- level of love for themselves that they project so much hate on a person of another race, another creed, another religion, or whatever it is. And ironically enough, I was like, okay, well, they're always complaining about no one shining a light on me. I'm going to shine a light on you then, and let's talk about the things that you do. And if you listen to the track, what it's actually talking about is people who do post these racist memes, who do have, you know, St. George flags in their little avatars. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, anyone listening, if you do, and you're not a racist, I apologise to you, but you go on Twitter nowadays, it's like, it's like a brand, you know, you're going to find racist tweets with somebody who has that kind of branding and 
these people do that so let's shine a light on them let's see what they're actually thinking they're not thinking much they don't have much to think with well um, and the, the video for original thought as well the irony of the video itself mm. kind of the song's theme much way early on you know uh, 2017 was yeah, around people don't have original thoughts in social media so they can't form their own opinions anymore it's always just kind of share this share someone else's opinion follow you know sheep that kind of theme yet the video that we've shot is all in selfie mode so that's the kind of irony coming back in the music yeah the theme can be quite dark and quite kind of we touch on a lot of those kind of themes and, and things throughout our music but we can still have a little bit of a, a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy thing about it so yeah I think we've evolved quite a lot how do you get past the barrier of um what's the word it's not language because uh, your music it's very it's very you know it's powerful very strong it's, it's hard and very fast like you, you're MC and be very fast and you've got a message that needs to be heard but the thing is unless you already know the lyrics a lot of times you're going to miss the message you might catch the odd word how do you get past that barrier of getting your message across if you like making sure people understand what you're putting across I think on, on the new EP that's what some of the little sort of segments before each track are like it kind of gives you a little this is what this is about so you've got a lot of mainstream media you've got Owen Jones sort of uh, talking about the mainstream media before Extra Extra comes in so it's very clear what he's talking about and then um, March of the Agreement we've literally got an EDL fella talking about Muslimic law because he's a fucking idiot what Islamic um, if you like yeah, if, if you like the actual word um, and then before Kill Trade we've got a newsreader kind of interviewing Lethal Bizzle about uh, gun crime and drill videos and stuff so that kind of we kind of use those to kind of segue into the tracks to kind of tell a bit of a story before they come in and then obviously we've put a lyrics video on YouTube and that oh, helps as well I was going to say do you use lyric videos yeah. rather than because yeah that would be a good way to get your message across I guess yeah. and them cheaper that it's cheaper to produce than a, a normal video as well so yeah. The artwork as well so the artwork tells a, a story in itself so we cover a lot of themes on the new album and a lot of those are kind of little easter eggs within the artwork as well and kind of an us versus them mentality of there's two sides we're sending a message to them are they listening or not i mean that that kind of provides the picture before you start listening to the music and i think that that really does set the table well from from um well, Vicky Locke who did the artwork for the new EP and, and Chrysalis as well and I think that helps towards the themes of the, the album um, before you even hear a lyric so that'll, that definitely comes in For everybody listening that bass has been heavily fucking dropped downstairs because <laughs> yeah. it's right it's in my arms really oh. I actually kind of want to go down and have a little Let's wrap this up and get back to the party So what comes next for Titan to, Titan to Doom after your victorious EP launch? I think I mean look We've we've already started writing the next one. I've been yeah, ball, yeah. I've been literally balls deep in like just writing bars. So um, yeah, I've got a couple of tracks on the go already. I've yeah. got a couple of yeah. beats knocking around. About three or four probably about already. So yeah, we'll we'll probably be back in the studio in like January February. I would have yeah. thought. Always writing. Yeah. Always writing. The world keeps pissing us off. So ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, the, there is so much gold to to we, take we from what we see. Written a track about Brexit yet. I don't no, think so. No. Although, I imagine there's so many out there right now. Though. Although I did do us a solid and threw a verse up there, a little 16 uh, on our Insta page. If you want to listen to it, I can't remember the beat, but he's done to something funky. But yeah, like it, it, that, that's going to be an interesting topic. Maybe we might do something uh, as a one-off. That'll be that'll be pretty good. Yeah, I think we're looking at more gigs as well, where we can kind of curate the, the lineup a little bit as well, and just kind of 
mix around with local talent that's that's in a similar kind of genre to us. I think that'll work well tonight. Already has. So mm. yeah, I think we're uh, we're on on the right track at the moment. Yeah. Very good. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting times for you guys. Yeah, I just want to say, you've, I think you've done fantastic. You've been together what a couple two two three years, years. Three, three years. years. And it's like you know your first year is pretty much learning each other, gelling together, work, working out your, your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And that's just with the normal band. With you, you you're not. Traditional, you're not guitars, bass guitar, just normal instruments. You're mixing like different genres, different styles, and I'd imagine, I'd imagine that's even harder. So to come where you've come in three years, I think you've got a decent future if you keep it up. Yeah, no? Yeah, cheers. I appreciate that. Thank you. And as as a now, this is completely off the off the subject. I just thought I'd show you that. I'm a drummer, and I found this out today. Look at that. How retro is that? That is. The classic drum machine, yeah, that is. It looks like a fucking calculator. <laughs> it's bigger than a calculator. If, if he changes the other side, the picture's Proper actually shit. a fucking handle. <laughs> <you're trying laughs> like. mm. uh, so, if our listeners want to find you, social medias and all the rest of it, where, where's the best place to hook at, up with you guys? Titans of Doom on kind of all of them. Yeah, Titans of Doom, because we're quite lucky. It's uh, it's a name that hasn't been used by anyone else. We haven't had to put a one after it, something for Twitter <laughs> or anything like that. Just, 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 yeah, Titans of Doom into Google and you'll get. Uh, they are on that corner of the internet. Yeah, that's us. And that's we us. haven't even had to pay for it because we're fucking brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, times you'll get the Instagram. We're not Twitter. We're probably most active on because it's a very hateful place and we're, we're very same. angry people. So that's yeah, that's where we tend to. Yeah, that's hateful people. Hateful people. Yeah, it's a horrible. There's a lot of racism on Twitter. <laughs> you know, it's like a sport sometimes. Just reporting <laughs> those fights. But yeah, yeah, that's where you can find us. Titans are doing everywhere. Really. Yeah. Thanks very much for inviting us to the gig, boys. No worries. Hope it all goes down with uh, without a hitch, or if the hitch happens, it's very slight, <laughs> and you can just brush in another carpet. Is that, a, is, that, is that a word? A what? Is that a term of phrase without a hitch? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get out from under your rock, fuck. Yeah. Read a book. Jesus. <laughs> uh, right, guys, thank you very much for your time, and uh, yeah, good luck with everything on this in the future. Cheers, guys. So that was our chat with Titans of Doom. Check out Titans of Doom. Awesome band. Very different. Very, yes. very eclectic. Very, very. Great gig. Thanks thanks for inviting us along, boys. And all the best with the uh, going forward with the band. Yeah, good work. Moving on. Moving on to our first round then. We'll, 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 no more news now? I don't think so. That's it then. Moving Head on. to head. Okay, so our first round. Wayne goes first again. I got it wrong last time. I go last. Why did you go last? Because I won. So the person who wins goes last, and the person we've never done been, that before. We've been doing not. No. no. Oh, sorry. Been, am, I, am I losing? Oh, sorry. I'm losing the plot. Yeah. So I'm going first. Yes. Go first. We'll cut that out then. So who are you bringing, <clears> Wayne? I always go last for I am shit. <laughs> not this week. You're going to win it this week, Neil. I'd be surprised if you don't, Neil. Uh, right. So I'm going first with my song "All I Know" by the band Jungtra. Enjoy. She tells me she's alone. I can't put down the phone. She says, Come over and I'll fix it. Oh, 
girl, you've got me wrong. I'll be your favorite song. Put me on and I can fix. So that was Juncture with their song All I Know. Eagle-eared listeners to the podcast will know that Juncture uh, were a wildcard edition on uh, a B-side from about four weeks ago. Oh yes, uh, I remember yeah. them. I was here. You were? They were also on my head-to-head list from way back when when they sent me the first email, which was probably last April or May, something like that. And I think these guys are great. So I decided to bring this one. This is their new single from this year. They, these guys, are, I think, they're, I believe they're from Stoke-on-Trent. They are Dan Gallagher, George Daly and Alex Bell. They formed in 2016. There's some great production on this song. That's, that's one of the things I absolutely think is stand out on this, considering, you know, that these guys are... A smaller band the, the production on this you know the, the, there's some absolutely fantastic guitar work that's really embedded in the song that i think when you catch it it, it really stands out it's fantastic i like that it's got them contemporary lyrics as well as being you know the single they've quite singable lyrics yeah just absolutely love it rich mm, it's I, I, I do like this it was it didn't wow me but i did like this it, it reminded me of like the 2000 around about the 2005 boy band you know when the 
take that came back. <laughs> it reminded me a bit of that. Also a bit Maroon 5-ish. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Good sound, like I say, good production. Mm. Great musicians. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's mm. good. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my take on Juncture? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, so it, it it feels kind of like, it feels like a lot of artists are getting really inspired by hip-hop and R&B, and I could feel that with this track. It's quite, it's got a pop sensibility, strong melodies, strong production. Yeah, the lyrics, interesting. Yeah, towards the end <laughs> I was slightly scared. Uh, towards the end I was slightly scared by the lyric. It sounded like he was slightly stalking this poor lady, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, talented, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up, Neil. I was definitely getting the stalkerish vibe from it. I, I thought that's what they were trying to do. I thought they were. I thought they were telling the story of somebody who's a little bit deranged. Yeah, but I, but I enjoyed that because I like dark stuff. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, no, 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 very very pleasant to listen to. Very gentle. I, I mean, I, that seriously, that's what I thought the song was about, really. But the way it was, it was so sort of laid back. It was like one of those catches you off guard because the lyrics don't fit the music, but in a good way. That, that's what mm. I was getting from it. Uh, mm. Very um, interesting. Rich mentioned reform, take that because I was definitely getting a bit of a Gary Barlow from the vocal, mm. but, but but with a bit more instrumentation, a bit less tax evasion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was. I, mean, I, I remember Juncture, and uh, I very rarely do the B sides. It's normally these two, and I happened to arrive early to record an A side and caught caught Juncture on the um, on the B sides, and oh, I'm very impressed with them. Cool, good band. Excellent. So you, 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 you were like it, it. It sounds like you like the the fact that it's sort of upbeat, feel good, and then there's something about the lyric which is a bit dark. Yeah, there's a dark undercurrent which like takes people by surprise, you know. Yeah, so it's, it makes it a bit makes it a bit more interesting. Makes it a bit more interesting. Sneaky yeah. hidden darkness. I'm finding that a lot with the summer submissions we get. It's like a really upbeat, like you know. Da- you, you, I can dance to this, but then you listen to the lyrics and it's like, wow, that's really Should dark, I? That's mm. really dark shit going on there. Okay, so we'll move on to our next song. Our next song, I'm going to bring my next song. Go I'm going to bring Irma. Irma is a friend of the podcast. To those people who know the podcast will know Irma. This is a new song of hers. So yeah, this is Irma with her song, Suit Yourself.
to what Ema usually does I think I think she's experimenting a bit she's usually she produces her work a lot like yours Luke but she's thinking outside of the box I think and uh, this is I like this I like it a lot but this is first generation for her I think so even though I like it it is good I think if she continues along this track it'll just get better and better and better because it's her first like you know time down this track I like it it's um, you know she's experimenting with beats and stuff it's the production I'm not sure if the production's as good as the stuff she's done in the past but it, it is good what do you think Wayne? yeah I echo what you say yeah. she doesn't the one thing I will disagree with you is I don't think that she does pigeonhole herself even though her work is very similar the songs she's brought to the podcast and the songs I've listened to they are different in tone and different in production you know the, the first song she brought which was really stripped back and used very little instrumentation versus the song she brought to the podcast which was the one she used for the film soundtrack which was it, it was it was more folksy than that one it was f- fuller and like you say now this one has gone down like an electronic route you know she's using drums uh, drum machines and drum sounds and 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 a bit of synth in there the, the thing that i picked up I, I, there's a great use of guitar with just down strums it's almost um glissando the way it's played uh and it's got this really delicate glassy feel to it um as always though great lyrics and great stories mm, yeah Neil? I, I really liked it. Ema's a bit of a friend of the podcast now. Been on a few times. Neil, if one of us left, she'd take the speech. She, she uh, take would the actually, seat, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's jumped in at a moment's notice when people haven't been able to make. Yeah, I, I love all of her work, really. And I, this this took me by surprise because it sounded very different to the other stuff I've heard. It got a very 80s feel, which I thought was was, was kind of like an early 80s feel, I thought. It, there were bits of it that put me in mind of a Bond soundtrack. It almost sounded like... um. It almost sounded like a Roger Moore Bond theme in places. <laughs> you know, a really gentle, sort of understated. I got, I got the eighties smooth... bit, but I didn't get the Bond thing. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, you can imagine it being the uh, the theme to Octopussy or something like that. <laughs> That's what I was getting from it. But I, I, I loved it. I think she's um, where's she? She's from Cork. 
Yeah, I think yeah. It's, 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 Don't yeah. you have uh, connections with Cork, Luke? My my dad's side are Irish, so my my parents live in Clare. So no, then. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Cork. Yeah, I, but no. <laughs> so what did you think of the song i think she's talented i think like it made me think a little bit of porter's head because it's got it has got hip-hop influences that like you say the sample beats and that kind of groove and then she's just doing her poetry over it and felt honest you know it felt like she was saying that she's She's been open in her heart for love and just the other person is just not open, right? Just suiting themselves. Felt believable. And, uh, sorry? It felt believable. Yeah, it felt like a true story. Yeah, um, yeah something sort of haunting about that. And I, I was feeling the way that it's a bit like an old folk song in that there's no chorus, really. It's just like a verse with suit yourself on the end. Well, Am I, I right saying that. that? I didn't think about that, but now you mention it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, talented woman. You like yeah, it? Thank, yeah, yeah, feeling it. Thanks for playing it to me. <laughs> cool. Right, then, should we move on? swiftly on, then. We'll move swiftly okay. on to Neil. So, um, speaking, roll, of, because speaking of friends of the podcast, Neil. This, this, <laughs> is, this, is, um, this has been three sessions in, in the making, really. Here is my song this week, which is Bethany Rose with The Return. Enjoy. A fire that burned so much brighter before it could ever grow cold is all I Ocean inside me that swells and moves with a love so bold is all I Oh, well, beauty, beauty. 
So that was Bethany Rose with The Return. Now, regular listeners will will notice that Bethany Rose was on our A-Side 2, two podcasts ago. And she's been on the B-Side. I, I've been trying to bring this song for a number of weeks. So I don't really pay attention to what guests we've got on. I, I did pay attention to this one this week, Luke. I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, normally I just sort of work week to week. I'll say to Rich maybe a few days before who we've got on tomorrow or whatever. So I picked this song because I liked it out of all the submissions. And Rich turned around and said, I don't think you can use that. Why not? Well, because she's the guest on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, you, you can't really use her song. Yeah. So, it's either going to go one or two ways. She's either going to. She's either going to go, oh, yes, I'll, I'll vote for myself, or maybe she'll be too humble to consider herself as, uh, you know, as uh, as being worthy of her vote. But uh, either way, it wouldn't have worked. So I, uh, I put it on hold and thought I'll bring it the following week. And then, of course, we uh, had the crazy idea of doing a Halloween special last week, which Wayne actually picked for me in the end. But, yeah. So, yeah, here it is. Finally, I've managed to bring the return. I absolutely love this song. I just, It's epic. It's sweeping, it's powerful. The vocal, I mean, the, the, the way, you know, it starts off gentle and so much build up to the point where she's absolutely belting out the lyrics towards the end. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. Now, what did you think, Luke? Bethany's an amazing singer. Like, I, I, I love the old, um, the little trills in the verses, you know, the, this like, the, you know, like the, the runs. Like a the runs that she, well, they're kind of little mini runs, aren't they? Like a grace note. And I, 
Yeah, and then when she goes up at the end, even more amazing, like her high range. So, like, amazing singer, and it's 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 beautiful how much she's put into that like arrangement and recording. That's that's some that's some work right there. And yeah, solid, solid. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear what, what else she does. Yeah. Yeah, you could ch- yeah we'll put all her stuff in the show notes. You can check her stuff out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I. As everybody knows, like Beth Newells, I think she's fantastic. This is a powerful piece, such a powerful piece. Vocals, brilliant. This is what I've got. I've got vocals, brilliant. Songwriting, you know, the, the song itself, the lyrics, brilliant. A portrayal, what did you like about the lyrics? Um, don't ask me questions like that because I can't think now. They <laughs> just seem to work at the time. And I was listening, yeah, but it's put me on the spot now. <laughs> Well, it's like she's yeah. That it's poetic, right? There's some there's some beautiful images and beautiful use of language. Yeah, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to put a finger on it sometimes. It's like it? what you said earlier as well about music being believable. And uh, yeah. I've got here the a portrayal and transfer of emotion within the song through the you know because of the lyrics and what she's saying and the way she's putting it across makes it believable. I believe what she's singing. You know? Yeah, yeah, from the heart. Yeah, Wayne. Well, let's just start with Bethany's great. You know, she's a friend of the show and she is bona fide talent and oh, she needs I didn't to... realise she was a friend of the show when I picked this no you, know, you didn't know. <laughs> um, this girl needs to be picked up this this girl needs a record contract this this you know she's not only talented she's nice we you know we, we spent time with that she's she's brilliant this song is all about the build yeah you know, it's it's it starts soft and gentle and keeps going and going and adds more and brings more in. You know, I, I mentioned when we spoke about Ema about the, the, the guitar sound in Glissando. This is Glissando. You know, it's, it's a two note back and forth with that lovely little folk fill in there, and it just builds that. You know, it's minimal instrumentation, and then you bring in that, that brilliant. I think I said. It must be a viola, a cello. You know, sounds like a violin, to be honest, mate. Is it? Yeah. Sorry, viola, violin. Same, yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. You said about the build-up. It's one of them without an actual chorus. Again, is it? This reminds me of City that we did with the ISG. Mm. It starts off from the bottom, and when it gets to the top, it's just massive. It's 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 a journey rather than you know verse chorus, verse chorus, verse chorus. You, you go on a journey through the song, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, Beautiful. Yeah, it's great. What else can you say about it? Mm. If you want to know more about Bethany, go back to episode 18. Yeah, so that's it then. Yeah. Mm. We move on. No, it's all, it's oh, all... we have to have a verdict, don't we? Yes. I don't think, I don't, I don't think mm. we need to ask, really. I think we know who's mm. won. Well, you never know. It's we, not a competition, though. It's not a competition. We never know. So, uh, Luke, which, which was your preferred song of the three? Um, okay, with well, the three songs you sent, I would say that my favourite or my preferred choice, I've got to go with Bethany because it's just so Especially it's so high quality. It's so high quality. <laughs> It's just like, it's, it's pow, pow. But, you know, Ema was close. Was close there. I recommend you listen to some of her other stuff as well. I think you'd really engage with it because it's similar to your kind of music. Mm. Well, I think. Nice, I will. I will. Congratulations to Neil. Yeah. Catching up. It's number four. It's number Go on, Neil. So, <laughs> after that. I, just, just before. I just want to say that all three of the songs this week are friends of the podcast. Yes, they've they been are. here at some point. And they're so. all really good. They are, yeah. Yeah. So, moving, so on. moving on, we move on to the next section. The next section is. Hidden Masterpiece! And the 
hidden masterpiece this week has been brought by Luke Concannon. And what is your song choice? Well, thank you, Richie. My, <laughs> my song choice is a guy who just changed my life. I was studying down in Brighton and uh, I was 19. And I grew up in a family with lots of folk music. My dad's an Irish bagpiper and my mum dances Irish. I'd always heard about this guy, Rory McLeod, from the folk scene. He's a bit of an underground folk legend. And so I went and saw him for the first time age 19. And he, he played for four and a half hours. Wow. He broke a string. And when he broke a string, he just sang a lullaby whilst he replaced the string. And it was consummately musical, like he's a multi-instrumentalist, really funky. He's a bit like Bobby McFerrin, you know, he, he sort of sings and is like a one-man band. And really political, spiritual, sensual, poetic. Anyway, I was just sat there like, wow, I'd love to do this. And that's why I think I do what I do. So this is a song from, I think the album was released in 97 uh the album's called lullabies for big babies and it's a song called be my rambling woman i'm pretty sure as with a lot of his songs he plays every instrument on the song and enjoy yeah we can't actually play it we i couldn't get permitted I, i'm gonna tell you something now uh, because you surprised wayne for us mm-hmm. i was gonna surprise you that was my intention i was gonna get rory mcleod is he i emailed yeah. him and i hoped at this point of the show i was gonna I was hoping that he was going to join in on the show, say hello. I know you've played with him in the past, but unfortunately his email address didn't work, so <laughs> I couldn't get him. But yeah, so I've got I haven't got permission to play his music, but you can well you can check out his music in the links that we'll leave in the show notes. And we'll also le- leave links to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge and forgotten classics. We'll leave links to all the songs. Yeah. So yeah, but this song, I, I was absolutely blown away by you. And then I, I looked him up, and what what a guy! He's like the, he's like the I've got. He's a bit like the Kerouac of music. You yeah. don't ju- you don't just follow his music. You follow his journey. And I think I saw that somewhere on his website. And yeah. He's, you know, and his ethos, his whole ethos. It's like he do, he's one of the few, one of those people that doesn't do it for the music, for the money. He does it because of the love of music. Music, you know, he, he stated that uh, he'd rather he'd rather go out into the street and busk than do a gig because what's the point in spending all that time trying to organise a gig when he can just go out into the street and you know you've got an instant crowd and I think yeah. that's a, fa- a fantastic way to be. You know, he just loves the music. And another quote on his website that I found is put: "It takes ten to fifteen years to become an overnight success." <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Such, such an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting for me to see that. You know, there are lots of people who don't fit into the the, the marketplace of you know uh, promote yourself harder than everybody else and like uh, thrust yourself forward and compete. You know, um, there's there's quite a lot of us who don't fit in well with that. Uh, and there's some people who've made the most incredible art. You know, I think it's interesting that you know we love art and we love the beauty and the inspiration and the insight and the humanizing effect it can have sometimes in fact often like mainstream capitalism and humanizing art don't go together do you know what i mean it's like it's like not necessarily the thing that is pumped like you know right down all of our throats is the most deep or beautiful work so and you know some people who are at the edge like rory often make the stuff that really serves humanity and serves nature not not uh 
the god of wealth and power, you know? So fair play to all the people who, who are doing that. And, but it's amazing when you get people who do both. Like, you know, I think someone like um, Bob Marley managed to do both, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, managed to have a massive impact and managed to really be on a mission from the goddess. On a mission, like, to serve life, yeah. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> end of sermon from Luke. <laughs> So Neil, what did you think of this? Oh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was um, it was quirky. It was folky. It was um, just a beautiful song. There was one bit that did jumped out to to me for all the wrong reasons. You know, when you you sort of mishear song lyrics, and I, I, I've no idea what he was actually singing at this point, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't what I heard. There was a whole section where he was asking the woman in the song, his, his rambling woman, if she was from Widney Manor. <laughs> Because there's a bit where he goes, you're from Whitney Manor, you're from Whitney, Whitney, you're from Whitney Manor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Won't you come home with me when I, won't you come home ah, with me? Ah, right. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were saying, are you from Whitney Manor? No, I got, I, <laughs> which, is a, which is a little town from Solihull, near, near, near Solihull. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I loved it. I, I, loved did, I didn't miss here that part. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bit I was talking about, then. Yeah, Actually, why don't that, you come home with me when I go? Do you know what that reminded me of, that bit? Chaz and Dave. Yeah, yeah, he's really quite... He's like a really cool Chaz and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. No, no disrespect to Chaz, because I think Dave's dead, isn't he? All the way around. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, where are you from, Whitney Manor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, where are you from? Where are you from? Whitney Manor, really? <laughs> that, I think that could work. <laughs> You'll never be able to hear that properly now. Whitney Manor? <laughs> yeah, if, if the listeners, if, if listeners want to know what on earth we're going on about yeah it's it's be my rambling woman by rory mcleod and you can you can find it on youtube or on his website go and download it from his website definitely go and check him out he's a fantastic artist i'd never heard of him so i'm glad that you introduced me to him and consummate live performer i tell you go and see a live show and his stories are unreal you know yeah cool which you know if we can get him on the show we will What what are your thoughts, Wayne? It's a very strange mix for me, this song. It's got, like, reggae elements in there, as well as it being folk and indie. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I need to check out more of your stuff, to be honest. It's, you know, I, I didn't sit long with this song, uh, so I didn't really absorb as much as I should have. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a good song. And he seems like an interesting guy from what you guys are saying. So yeah. I will check out more. I think it, his, his life would make it an interesting documentary. So so on to the all-important all, yeah. all, all verdict. Is it a hidden masterpiece? I don't think he's famous enough to be a hidden masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. I think if we're if you're taking it at face value as a hidden masterpiece, it is 100% a hidden masterpiece. In the way we run the hidden masterpiece, it's not. No. You know, it's a masterpiece but it is a masterpiece yeah, but it's not hidden because it was never you know out in the consciousness to really be, lo- yeah. be lost yeah so yeah it's it's a masterpiece but i don't think he was famous famous enough to be his hidden master. but the thing is with that, the kind of person he is i don't think he cares or i don't think he'd want to be so yeah. <laughs> so fair play wait, to wait, wait 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 okay here's one for you so say we were say we were doing art podcast in the 1890s and we were and i was talking about how i was blown away by this painter called van gogh and you were like who the feck is that <laughs> and i was like I was like, well, wait, wait, right. He's not actually sold any paintings and he just killed himself because he was so miserable. Like, <laughs> but, but this is a masterpiece. And you were like, but he's not famous enough, so it's not a hidden masterpiece. You'd be wrong. <laughs> 
I can't argue with that. We can't argue with that at all. You've got to say it, Luke. We found the, the biggest hole. Okay, so, so this goes into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame by proxy. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And we will try and get hold of him. Good on you. Yeah. Okay, so we move on to the next section. Forgotten Classic. As stated before, the Forgotten Classic is a banger from back in the day that has probably been forgotten for whatever reason, that it, and it shouldn't have been, but it has. You don't hear it on the radio anymore. Like, uh, I always say, Baz Lernham and Sunscreen. You don't hear it very often. It's a Forgotten Classic. And Luke has brought a Forgotten Classic for us. What is your Forgotten Classic? Oh, my folks used to... They were mods, and they would go to, <laughs> they would go to nightclubs... And the only stuff my dad would dance to uh, was James Brown. And um, dad had this particular record and I used to play it when I was a teenager. And I still think that this particular take as well is the most like powerful kapow, like shotgun of music blasting you against the wall that maybe I've ever heard. I I think James Brown can just make almost every other band leader seem like that they're not committed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what to say about this one because based on your submission, I decided to check him up and the bloke was so dark and so sordid. His his past was so sordid. It completely put me off him a bit. And then when I listened to his music, I I thought I love the music and it'd be really good if he wasn't in it. The music was fantastic. I just th- I just felt like he just kept shouting over the top of some really good music. And mm. it, I, I struggle with James. I'm not going to lie. I struggle with James Brown. But the the style of music that backed him up, I loved it. The swing, the, you know, that that kind of jazz, I, I loved it. I just think he ruined it. Pers- that's just you know, music <laughs> subjective. And I I feel I, it didn't work for me. Yeah, it was. It sounds like it was a bit shouty for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but the music, the accompanying music was beautiful. I loved it. I love jazz. See, I'm a jazz fan, and I love swing. And yeah, it, that that definitely worked for me. Wait, <laughs> um, right. So the minute this starts, you know, it's James Brown. The way he's recorded, the way the way the horns come in, you know, that whole feel. It's James Brown. Uh, I've got a few uh, hundred million facts for you. James Joseph Brown, full name. Uh, this is Cold Sweat is the name of the song from 1972's Get on the Good Foot album. He gets 3.2 million plays a month. He's he had a Career that spanned five decades. He is often described as the godfather of soul. He began his career as a gospel singer. He joined a band called the Gospel Starlighters, which evolved into the Famous Flames, which he became the lead singer of. Get on the Good Foot was his first gold record. The interesting thing about this is his record company didn't release the sales from his previous albums. So this is his first recorded gold album, uh, but he could have, or first, yeah, first recorded gold album, but he could have been the six or seven he made before that. that. That was his first gold, but nobody kept any records of it. Obviously, famous for songs like like Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, I've Got You, I Feel Good, and uh, It's a Man's 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 World. He recorded 17 songs that reached number one in the Billboard chart, and he also holds the record for most singles on the Billboard chart in America that never reached number one. This one did reach number one in the R&B chart, and it, in, and it was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, like I say, this is, you know, the minute it starts, you know, it's James Brown. I know you're saying about the shouty shouty. I, I actually think it works for the type of music, you know, he was blending so many stuff, so many different genres together. You've got soul. He basically is 
the godfather of funk he's bringing some screaming jay hawkins in there as well as well as trying to compete with rock and roll and you know the period he's he's going from to, and to this guy's an icon you know he's a legend he's also a woman beater and he's involved in shootings and robberies and went to prison several times and i just neil no worse than most people i i hate uh funk and soul and all that kind of stuff it for me it sort of ranks just above jazz on my um, sort of uh, <laughs> sort of preferred uh, musical genres. But having said that, I fucking love James Brown. <laughs> what what is there not to love? <laughs> uh, there's just something about he's, he, I, I love it. I get what you mean. What you say about the shouty shouty stuff, Rich? But I, I love his voice. It's I just, just think of American preachers when I hear him. Yeah, it's just so powerful. It slams you against the wall and well, forces you, you to pay attention. Have you seen him? play the the preacher in the blues brothers no that's what he does he plays the the gospel preacher you know so i mean if if anything he's possibly one of those artists and there's a few of them who are guilty of only ever writing one song and it was amazing (laughs) but but uh but but, you know it's what's not to love that's my take is it a forgotten classic now definitely so he, he he did go through he went through different phases right like when he was in his early life it was sort of he was coming out of the r&b and gospel scene that was around so songs like please please don't go please please don't go darling please don't go it's like very very r&b but then he uh as a band leader just took he wanted to make a really African sound. And so he, he, he started working with rhythms and would get the horns and the guitars and the vocalists to be more like drummers, which is why you get this incredibly rich rhythmic mix, which then created hip hop, which took over the world. And so I, I think in one way, yeah, like he, do, he, he you could accuse him of like, hey, you just do one thing. But I think over his different periods, he did different things. Like a man's world yeah. is very, very different to soul power. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, and I just want to I, I just want to talk about this thing Richie fair play to you for looking at uh, the character of the man and being like no I don't I just my values just don't vibe with that I do, I, I, I'm not I'm not making that influence my taste in his, his music I mean if he did good music I would still say he did good music but he, he, he was a bad person <laughs> when when researching James Brown and I've searched many different websites because it's James Brown, so you can find different. I'm trying to find, you know, lots of bad including a top 50 James Brown facts. Not once was this mentioned you brought up. Really? <laughs> Nothing. But no. he, he, what, he, it's yeah. fact that he did get no, to prison, um, this fact that... They're obviously, they're, they're like, like with Michael Jackson, if I did it with Michael Jackson, it'd be glossed over, all, all the bad yeah. stuff, you know. So, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad music, because it's not. It's just not to my taste. Well, Neil's yeah, already yeah. voted. Yeah, I, I say it's a forgotten yeah, classic. I agree, forgotten classic. If I'm going by the genuine consensus, then yeah, I'd have to agree it is a forgotten classic. So, well, yeah. well done, Luke. Two for two. Woo! Genuine, gen, genuine. <laughs> and yeah. and just one one other thing is coming up for me, which is that you know, often looking at a really gifted artist, well, there's a real mix, but they're often like. There's been some crazy people like Miles Davis made incredible music oh, from God, where yeah. I stand and like transformed the world. And yeah, he was a pretty mean guy. And yeah, he I don't told, know, um, some... oh, what was his name? The brilliant, uh, he, t- he told Thelonious Monk that he was not a musician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he did a lot worse, I think. But yeah. uh, what, com- what comes up for me is that um, like 
like suffering is one type of raw material for art or like diverse life experience is one type of raw material and also like you know we can't we african black people all around the world and in america have got have suffered ridiculous amounts and have got huge amounts of trauma and that leads to loads that leads to some dysfunction sometimes you know and it's like you know like if people have had violence done to them then often they'll like Domestic violence becomes a thing like in post-colonial communities. Anyway, and, uh, and that doesn't excuse anybody's actions, but it does help understand understand what's going on with people. Yeah, no, I, you, you're absolutely right. But I know what you're saying. And I'm not, like I say, I, I, I'm not letting James Brown's character influence my thought on his art or his work. I just, that style of work doesn't work for me personally anyway yeah yeah but well, no, yeah. i'm saying you're absolutely right with with two and a half we shall call it the two and a half folks <laughs> james brown's cold sweat is a forgotten classic it is yeah luke what we're gonna do is because obviously you're you're you have a time constraint we're gonna skip the next round if that if you if you want him we'll just go straight on to the artist spotlight we, we don't want to rush the section really that's um that's all about, that's about you. you really so uh, oh thank you yeah. okay then so we'll do that then Okay, so we're going to move straight on swiftly onto the artist spotlight. This is all about you, Luke. We're going to ask you questions. We're going to put you on the spot. So. Oh my god. So, so Luke, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> <laughs> since when? Since uh, since you I don't know since you disappeared you you disappeared. Put it like this, I'm disappointed that you didn't bring the JCB song as your forgotten classic. <laughs> because it would have been once. <laughs> we love that song. Everybody loves that song. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, so, where have I been? So, you know, Niz Lopi, who released the JCB song, we were on our own record label, so it was just family and friends, volunteers, all run from, like, a room in my family's house. So it was kind of a miracle that JCB was as big a success as it was when we were competing with massive record labels and massive budgets. Miracles do happen. But before that song and after that song, you know, we were playing... Before it, we were playing to, like, 200 people a night. And then, like, you know, two years after it, we were playing to, like... 500 people a night so we were an underground act that had one big hit a folk act folk hip-hop act independent and you know we released three records and as you know like well you know ed sheeran says like we were his biggest influence and he chose a song we wrote for his desert island discs like his number one desert island disc a song off our make it happen album and then we basically just like burn out we've been going hard gigging and running a label relentlessly for about 10 years so yeah we just really burnt out and it was kind of an end it was a bit of a break a bit of a breakup so i hitchhiked from england to palestine and i volunteered in palestine and i wrote a record called make it happen and i put that out myself and toured that and i'm super proud of that record and then uh, i fell in love with an american <laughs> moved to america I put out an EP called In The Sea, super proud of it. A single called Join The Liberation. That actually did get some national airplay uh, in the UK. And uh, I'm about to finish a new record and put it out everywhere. There you go. 
That's where I've been. Excellent. <laughs> so, quite a journey then. Yeah, quite a journey. Thank you. Sorry, I, I, I'm just keep going off on monologues. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no go it's for good. It. That's why yeah. we wanted you on here. <laughs> so, wow. So, what's next? For, obviously, you got this this record record, and you're in America. Are you still doing tours? Are you still doing gigs? Yeah. So I I've I've toured you know under my own name for like the last ten years, Luke Gone Cannon. And so I, I did a tour of the UK like for five weeks this past summer. I actually played in the Black Country. So next time, next time you all have got to come. Definitely. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to play on the show live. Maybe. Where did you play in the Black Country? Played in god i'm really tired today what was the name of that venue was it in birmingham no that's not the black country <laughs> yeah i was gonna say birmingham ain't the black country yeah but everybody <laughs> thinks it is usually where was the town where uh everyone used to go uh, like in the black country for their Dudley. for their holidays in the victorian wow. Stourport. it's just down the road Bridge north <laughs> it's not kidderminster either where is it god <laughs> i tell you beaudley beaudley kid yeah there you go it was beaudley oh. Oh, you lovely win town. you win this prize yeah so lovely <laughs> so so yeah so what's next um yeah just finishing this record um you know i um i'm co- i coach artists so um like a coach artist via skype and help them like get a sense of where they really want to go and help them on their way with it and i host songwriting workshops but yeah i'm finishing this new record and then i'll just uh book a tour in for uk ireland and the east coast of america and get it out there well make sure you invite us to that i'd love to come oh, i'd love to guys i'd love to invite you yeah excellent uh quick one luke uh, where can people find you for this um for the artist uh coaching thanks yeah thanks so on my website lukeconcannon.com i'm sure you'll put a link <laughs> in the podcast yeah <laughs> yeah on the hunting page there there's a there's a link and uh, it, it shows you what I've been doing and then it uh, gives you an email uh, to connect connect with me and, and we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what would you say has been your greatest accolade so far? Greatest accolade? Well... Not going on Richard and Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Twice. I mean, yeah, it's pretty amazing that Ed. When when I, I wrote a song with Ed Sheeran when he was here a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, after the gig, he said uh, he said he's got three main influences that he looks to for his music, and that's Van Morrison, Damien Rice, and uh, and me. So that was pretty amazing, and obviously like Ms. Loppy and me. Yeah, so that's probably it's amazing that. You know, we were just we were just a little folk duo who thought we would be an underground act trying to make excellent, relevant work. And it's mad that ten years later that, that sound, you know, the beatboxing, the hip hop mixed with folk and soul is like the most successful live act in the world. Yeah. It's mad. It it is, yeah. you were you were ahead of your time, I think. You were the progenitor of it, that's what you were. Yeah. We were the leaders any, of the new any, school. <laughs> anybody Anybody worth their salt in the music industry knows who Luke Concannon is. They, they do. They, they, they just do. This song that you're bringing, the, uh, what song are we playing? So don't look at me, I don't know Luke was going to be on the is show. It, is, is it the, the song you just mentioned, isn't it? The uh, Join the Liberation. Join the Liberation. That's the last single I put out, yeah. We have permission to play that. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Uh, what's the story behind that song? Because it's very John Lennon-esque. Oh, people have said that. Nice. Uh, that's good. So, it... it 
this song, you know, one of my mentors is this uh, amazing Scots activist called Alastair McIntosh. He was on an Islopi track called Homage to Young Men. He's a very deep, soulful man. And he said to me, like, you need to feel with your music that you're going deeper and deeper into service. And just ask who you serve and what do you want to give them. So this song is just trying to put myself in the shoes of some of the poorest people in the world and wondering, like, what... What do folk in Somalia or in Syria or in fucking, you know, Eritrea, what do they, what are they feeling? What are they thinking? And just trying to have a bit of empathy and solidarity. And I was thinking they would be feeling like, stop with the bombing. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but like, stop the, like, and join the liberation. Like, we're, we're, we're all in this together and human beings have the same basic needs. And, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, it's amazing to me to see people uh, all around the world for the climate strikes um, and for Stop the War movements. And so uh, this is for like the global justice movement, I guess it was called in the 90s and whatever you want to call it today. Cool. It's a, it's a strong message. It's quite a, it's, 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 I think it's a, a message that's quite prevalent today, especially with what's her name, who's just given that big speech at the Greta. Uh, Greta. You know, it echoes a lot of what she, uh, she said in that that message we've both got special needs I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really quite dyslexic uh, so I, uh, I, I hope and, uh, that maybe there's you know I, I say that half jokingly but maybe sometimes people who have a slightly different uh, learning style it's just like sometimes maybe we can say things in a different way or in a I don't know in a quite like black and Tap white clear way people have missed I don't know whether it's some, what people have missed but it, it, it's maybe like it's maybe just like people going saying what we all feel maybe deep down i don't know is that true i think i know what you're saying so i mean yeah so so um what else comes up for you here in the song i think it's it's not really it's not really one of those songs with a hidden message it's it's straight to the point isn't it you know you got you got a message and you want to put it out there you don't want anything hidden a lot of people, you know, like especially like when you look at the Beatles, like them saying one thing, but really, I'm saying actually we're fucked on LSD. This <laughs> this song, this song is just what it is. It's, it's what it is, the, yeah. the, you know, it's not trying to be something else. Yeah, which is good, you know. That's my wife singing you need the harmonies. More of that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, that, that's my wife singing the harmonies, and then my pal Mike is playing the bass and the tambour on it. Yeah. Cool. Anything to add, guys? I'd, I'd love to add, but I, I didn't listen to the songs. I didn't know Luke was coming on the show. So I'm it's surely like... you've heard it already. I don't think I have. We shall go away and check it out. Yes. They, they, oh, they, I, love, yeah. I love it. The lads, the lads sprung, uh, sprung yourself on me tonight. Uh, I was expecting a completely different guest. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's been nothing but a pleasure to have you on the show. Yes, th- thank oh. you very much for joining us, Luke. It's been, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be You've been a great guest. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, you're really good fun too. It's good to hang out with you. And yeah, it it was really sweet. Like Rich was like, "Hey, I want to surprise Wayne." So I think they love you, Wayne. And then must do. It is, it is a massive surprise. I, I, I've got to say before I go, uh, well, I've got you. Yeah. JCB is a very personal song to me, and uh, it's it's brilliant. I, I can't go any further than that. I think it's personal to me. It's become personal to me. When when, when you first hear it, you think oh, this is a kid song. But now I've got a kid of my own, and I listen to the song. I want to be that father. I want to be. I want. I want my my child, my my boy to look at me the way you looked at your father, and it's so inspirational. And it's you know it, yeah. That resonates with me, particularly as I've got a son called Luke as well. As his wow. <laughs> it's a great name. Wow.
yeah. congrats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if if I thought I wouldn't cry, I would tell the entire story, but I I, I wouldn't be able to make it through. <laughs> so yeah, next time you're in the area, please give us a shout and we'll come and see you. Absolutely. And Wayne will tell you the full story. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. And yeah, I'll 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 uh I'll make a note to tell you when I'm touring and just And if you ever do one of those things where you're out in the countryside, I'll bring Mokahon with me and I'll join in. Thanks, thanks. Brilliant. <laughs> Let's have a session. Yeah. And yeah, fair play to you guys. It's a good fun show and it's good that you're shining a light on on the new stuff coming through. Yeah. So enjoy it and and I hope I see you in person. Thanks for letting me rant. Thanks for letting me rant, guys. That was good. (laughs) You can come back anytime. The pleasure is all ours. Oh, thanks, brothers. Well, have have a good one. Let's stay warm. Yes. Hang on before you run off. Uh, so we're running up to the end of the show. We, we need, need, a... We need a, an intense hardcore genre challenge. Yeah. Do you want to pick a no, genre no, we'll just, for we'll us? Just, we'll just roll this one over. Okay. We haven't done it. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> <fair> <laughs> um, we're running up to the end of the show then. I just want to say a massive thanks uh, to Luke Concannon uh, to coming on the show and surprising me. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been close to tears a couple of times. You didn't make me cry though. <laughs> we'll have to work a couple on of it. Times. We'll have to work on it. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. And um, yeah, shine on. Keep doing your thing. Who's the guest on the next show, Rich? The guest on the next show is Koshin. Kosh- well, only Koshin. Only Koshin. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, Koshin. So Luke, Luke to Koshin. We're going up in the world. It's, it's mental. Yeah, we're, we're about lesser known <laughs> music and lesser known artists and we're bringing famous people. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> um, so they'll be bringing their hidden masterpiece and their forgotten classic and artist spotlight. Uh, Neil won this week. Congratulations, Neil! The scores are now ten to me, six to Rich, and four to Neil. Sounds uh, about right. I'd lost count of how many you were on, but yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and the intense hardcore genre musical challenge will be rolled over. Grunge again, which will be grunge, which was Bethany's from three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can check us out on all the social medias and pretty much the first five pages of Google. All you have to type type into there is you haven't heard this music podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Deezer, all, all of them. They're all we're on all of them. Yeah. Uh, so all that's really left to say is I've been Wayne, I've been Rich, Neil, and he's been Luke. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
killing us, stop starving us, stop running, join the liberation. There is an election now that calls us to wake up. We can choose kindness and dignity same old insanity No, hearts are broken in Manchester, broken in Baghdad Broken in London, broken people going mad Broken in Libya, broken in Belfast What is it that helps us come together and hold fast? We are all one nation really What is it that makes us dearly? Love the enemy, love the friend Come back to what's whole again and say Stop bombing us, stop stabbing us, stop killing Join the liberation, the liberation, the liberation Stop bombing us, stop stabbing us, stop killing Join the liberation us stop robbing join the liberation well uh what i thought was that um you've sent me the wrong song no shit <laughs> oh, what have you fucking done? what have i done now what song have i sent you uh well mind mind rotter's song pissed that is definitely not that 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 was my head to head from a few weeks ago and that is not <laughs> that, that was that was a song from bethany rose yeah no sorry i i don't know what happened there Do you proofread your emails should, should you play it down the mic to him yeah. so sorry or, or, sh or shall i just listen to it on my youtube maybe the sound quality will be better yeah. or yeah. What, let's yeah. play it on the track we could all listen to it whatever you want Whatever you, you want. Do, you, do, you do that so you can hear it properly. Okay, so just put it into YouTube, yeah? Yeah, yeah Bethany. Bethany uh, it's, it's Bethany. Bethany. B-E-T-H-N-I-E. Not Bethany. Bethany. B-E-T-H-N-I-E. Yeah, the return by Bethany Rose for the Tiny Desk Concert 2019. Yeah. Yeah. That's a live version. or There seems to be like an album version too. Yeah, that, yeah it's the album, album version. Yeah. I would, I would have said okay. it to you. What's the song called? This is the best outtake I've got. Okay, I've got it. I'm listening. I'm listening. 
Uh, and you'll see what and I mean by being a very different, different song to Mind Rot. Yeah. <laughs> 